You're listening to episode 21 of the Afros and Pixie Dust podcast. Let it go with RJ. Hey, Diz friends. Welcome to episode 21 of the Afros and Pixie Dust podcast. I am your host, June. So D23 is just a few days away. And if you emerge victorious from the epic saga that was the reservation experience, congratulations. I was not one of the lucky ones, but I've had similar experiences like this in my cloth diapering days when they used to release exclusive prints. Yes, there is a whole lifestyle like that. And so I knew the odds were stacked against me with my slow AF Wi-Fi. So it is what it is. Nonetheless, I'm going to push through and make the best of things and going to have a good time regardless. So you will definitely see me on the show floor because that's about the only place I'm going to be allowed to be. (laughs) So if you're going to be there, keep an eye out. I am excited about being in the midst of it and if I don't get in anything then catch me at the pool in the parks. This episode is very packed so I am just gonna get right to it and introduce this week's guest. This week's guest is RJ. You have seen him on the Afros and Pixie Dust Instagram page where he did a takeover and showed us Star Wars Galaxy's Edge from his point of view, which was the best. (laughs) He is from California City, California, and he is a Disneyland annual pass holder. He is a music artist, a Disney legacy, and a walking miracle. His story is one that is not to be missed. RJ has overcome so much and went through it all with a positive attitude. And I really hope that his testimony brightens your day today. Be sure to stay tuned after the end of this episode for a very special treat. And do not fast forward. Experience this whole episode from start to end so that you can appreciate the cherry on top even more. And without further ado, let's get into my conversation with RJ. Hello, RJ. Welcome to the show. What's up, June? I am so excited. Thank you so much for having me. It's long overdue. I want to say, first of all, thank you for taking over my stories. What's Batu? Batu? I got it right this time. <laughs> Yeah, I, 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 <laughs> I say bad to bad to. I don't know. All I know is it's Star Wars Galaxy's Edge. That's what I say. <laughs> exactly. Um, but thank you for doing that. And I enjoyed it so much. It was so great to see it through your eyes. It was, you know what? It was so much fun. I appreciate you reaching out to me uh, to do that. It's so funny because I got a lot of people hitting me up after that, just cracking up about my reaction. They're like, RJ, you were so like, like, like a child, you know what I mean? So surprised. And, you know, I mean, I think it was great. You know, I know that um, it opens up for the East Coast 
So you'll go get to experience, or actually you'll be out here soon, right? You're out here for D23. Yes, I will be down there for D23. Um, Before you know it, I think this episode actually airs when I'm in California. So So um, we kick it now. (laughs) Yes. Yeah, I'm so excited. I'm so excited. I have nothing planned and I don't care. (laughs) I think that's good. I think that you need to come out here. You know, I mean, it's it's, it's good to plan, but it's also cool to keep it open because you never know like what adventure you'll run into. So I'm personally, I can't wait to see you. It's so funny listening to the show every week and, you know, talking to you on IG. You know, I feel like I already know you. You know what I mean? Like, it's little community that we have now it's like I really consider you guys like all my brothers and my sisters and my cousins and you know we just family so I can't wait for us to be in the same room you know what I mean and and, and really really vibe off that it's gonna be cool yes I cannot wait I'm so excited I had to call um house of blues today just to make sure like listen we coming through and I don't want to hear nothing I don't want y'all causing no mess I'm letting y'all know in advance and don't don't let it be something when we when we arrive. They're like, no, we got it. You can show up and it's good. So let the record reflect on September 24th. No, what day is this? July? <laughs> July 24th. <laughs> they said it was cool. So <laughs> if you hear about any issues. <laughs> I can't wait. I can't wait. Yes, yes. No, it's going to be a great, great situation. I'm so excited. But now let's talk about RJ. (laughs) So let's start off with you telling us a little bit about yourself. Okay. Um, To be honest with you, um, I guess I'll start where I was born. Um, I was born by the river. No, I'm just playing. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. it's going to be fun. No, seriously. Um, I was I, I was born in Linwood in uh, California. I grew up in California City, which is in the desert. Um, we And at that time, California City is big now, but it wasn't big back then, um, back in the 80s. I'm, I'm an 80s baby, so. Yeah, we're here. Uh, 85. Okay. Oh, yay. You might, might once <laughs> removed. I'm 84. Hey, see, I, I told you, my sister. Yes. <laughs> so, yes, I was born in the 80s, 85. And it's so funny. I used to, um, I, 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 I've been told by people, like some of my social media giant friends and things, you know, you really shouldn't give people your name, but I mean, not your name, your age. But the reason I do it and I'm proud of my age is because a lot of people don't see their 30s. You know what I mean? And we are blessed to be here, to be living, to be breathing. So I feel like every year that you're alive, you should celebrate that year. And don't be afraid to tell people, you know, how old you are. Anyway, back to uh, what I was saying. Y'all born in California City, uh, moved to LA when I was 14. I am the second oldest of six. Um, Through marriage, I now have 13 brothers and sisters. Okay. And yeah, we grew up in the church. Um, as by now, if you follow me, you know that I love to sing. <laughs> <laughs> of course, music is my thing. I'm telling you, my parents, they had us. You would have thought we were gonna be the next Jacksons the way that they were, they raised us. I'm talking about 
rehearsals in the living room, singing all night, singing at church, singing in choir at school. Whenever there was some music or something going on, we was there singing. So um, yeah, music is my life. Um, like I said, grew up in the church. So, you know, I still rooted in God. Hallelujah. Yes. And uh, <laughs> I love Disney. I just, you know, that that's RJ. That's RJ in a nutshell. Yes. Uh, yeah, I'm a, I'm a church baby, too. I started in the Baptist church, went to the Pentecostal. I was a praise dancer. I did it all. <laughs> okay, praise yeah. dancer. He, I was... Well, I don't really say was because I, I I'm not too active on it, but I still am a uh, a worship leader. Um, I've I've I'm a worship leader. I've got a couple of gospel CDs. I've toured with a lot of uh, gospel artists. Mary Mary um, back then it was Tony, and you know, so yeah, we grew up in the church. The churches is what we do. You know, praise is what I do. You know, all that, all that. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, my my mama was not playing. It was no option but to go. <laughs> but you know, lots of great foundation there. And so, when did your love of Disney first start? I promise you, I fell out of the womb at Disneyland. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I say that my mama had to have me like on Pirates of the Caribbean. <laughs> but for real, I mean, as long as I can remember, we have always been a Disney family. Um, my grand, it actually really started with my grandparents. My um, grandfather and my grandmother, when they got married, um, he took her uh, to several trips to celebrate their love to Disneyland and then took her to Disney World and you know, when we were born, it was just kind of like, you know, the next step, you know, the, the, we just got inducted into it. So, um, I mean, I got, I got, I got pictures I can send you too of, of me being two years old, one years old, you know, at Disneyland. So um, for me, it was, it was something I was born into. My grandmother loved the magic. She loved the music. She loved the stories and it, it trickled on down. I mean, some of my earliest memories were, uh, you know, watching Lady and the Tramp and, you know, all the old Disney classics, you know, growing up, listening to my mom, you know, from the bathroom, singing part of that world. You know, it's 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 just it's it's been Disney and Jesus since day one. <laughs> <laughs> what a combo. <laughs> telling you, it's Disney and Jesus. So we you know, we really didn't have too much of a choice, but uh we've we've come, I've come to love both extremely. Um yeah. Awesome. <laughs> so did have a favorite Disney movie or show? I knew you were gonna ask this question, and I was, I was trying to figure out like, how can I answer this question? And and the reason I say that is because I, what I love the most about Disney is the their soundtrack. Me loving music, I love music, and so I think that's what attracts me to Disney the most. When you say, do I have a favorite movie? I have to really think about the music that goes along with a lot of these Disney classics 
in these movies that, you know, we've come to know and love. And um, I'd so, gosh, I mean, if if I really, 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 oh, Lord Jesus. I mean, <laughs> see, this is hard. I'm not going to lie because I have like my classic one I like. I have like my Pixar one I like. Uh, you know what I mean? All right. Give me um, a top three. Give me a top three. Okay, thank you. You're making this way easier. <laughs> um, my top three, um, well, in no specific order, I would say Goofy Movie. And that's because I, to be honest, the storyline is great. It's really funny. To me, it was one of the first times we saw Disney relating to our generation. You know how we grew up in the 90s? Yeah. You know, Max rocking a, a hoodie. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And it, it was, you know, it, it seemed very familiar for the times. And I just love the spin on that. And um, Powerline, I am a Powerline fan. I, in the 90s, you know, you couldn't tell me Tevin Campbell wasn't the business. Like, I don't know if you watched The Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, but you remember that episode? Yes. Tevin <laughs> we got to say no more. <laughs> I was watching that the other day. <laughs> man, that, that's one of my favorite Fresh Prince of Bella episodes. I was like, man, so to 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 see Powerline, who was this, you know, black character who was singing and dancing. I mean, I could not get enough. All, all you would hear at my house around the clock is when we listen to each other's hearts, time will never be far apart. Because I I I I'm just, yeah, I'm upset. So so there's that one. <laughs> um, Toy Story. I love Toy Story because to me, Toy Story is such a good story about friendship and about how friendships are tried. And me, I am, I consider myself to be a person who really, 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 really loves people. I, I'm a people person. I feel like, you know, a true people person can find some way to connect with everybody, no matter what their race is, no matter what their sexual orientation is, no matter what religion they are. I feel like if we look deep, a true people person can find how to relate to anybody. And you look at all these toys, you know, they, they you know, are all different. You know what I mean? Especially the, the two main characters in that movie, Woody and Buzz, you know. And everything that they had to overcome, you know, to get past jealousy and, you know, get and and, and delusion. You know, Buzz was just delusional. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I can't be sometimes. So I'm not going to I can be a little naive. Y'all pray for me. But uh, I, I, I love Toy Story. I just love the story. I love Buzz Lightyear. I love that it centers around friendship. And uh, it's real cool. Yeah, it's real cool. And, um, okay, if I have to pick one more, my my last one would be frozen and i know that is very controversial to say why do you say that well when i bring that up to people you know people are like frozen what about the princess in the frog what about black panther what kind of her and you know i'm i'm all about that i love the princess in the frog just wish she was a a princess longer than she was a frog and i'm all about wakanda but that's marvel but when it comes to like these Disney Disney movies that we're talking specifically, the Disney brand, 
Um, you know, a lot of, a lot of, when I brought it up in the past, a lot of people are like, you know, Frozen is more so this generation and more so this, and, you know, Disney just overdoes it. It's Frozen the ride, Frozen the dessert party, Frozen this, Frozen that. Oh, I'm sick of it. But for me, Frozen will always be, Frozen will always be a game changer in my life and how I saw myself moving forward. And I'll just leave it at that because I know you're going to ask me a question about my favorite characters, and then we can we can expound on that. But, well, then uh, let's let's move on. So why is that? <laughs> Keep going. Let's go. <laughs> well, <laughs> so so one of the questions that you ask all the time is, um, "Who's your favorite character?" And if you would have asked me who my favorite character was years ago, maybe ten years ago. Um, I would have said Buzz Lightyear because I identify with how naive he can be, but also how he's always down to help a friend. Like whenever something goes wrong, Buzz just snaps into action. You know what I mean? And his faith, like, like you know, the, the fact that he just knew he could fly. You know what I mean? <laughs> it, it, could, could nobody tell him his faith and the way that he just goes and makes it happen um is 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 who I try to be you know what I mean and so if you would have asked me that question 10 years ago I would have said buzz like you all the way but then we got frozen and it just for the moment I saw that movie in the theater it completely shifted and changed my whole mindset on on my favorite Disney character all of a sudden it just became Elsa like it, it was Elsa. I knew it was her. Um, <laughs> and 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 my reason why is it has to do with um. And we we about to get a little deep for a second, but don't worry, we gonna get lighthearted back in a minute. That's um, right. <laughs> um, the reason why Elsa is my favorite character because I've I've I felt like I was her for most of my life. Now, um, like I told you at the beginning of our conversation, um, I grew up in church. Church boy. I mean, Sunday morning, Sunday afternoon, Sunday night. I felt like church was always adding services because they just didn't think we could be saved enough. So, you know, Wednesday night, by, I mean, you name it, I was there over the praise team. I got ordained as a minister I could I could legally marry people I could bury people went to seminary school like the whole night I was on track to becoming a pastor you know what I mean to becoming a minister mm-hmm. but the entire time that all of this was happening I had this huge secret and it was ripping me apart and tearing me apart inside and, you know, the secret was that I was gay. You know, I, I knew it. I've known it since I was like eight years old. I just, it's something that that's always been there. But, you know, being grown, being, being, um, coming up in, in Pentecostal Church of God and Christ, Baptist, you know, real like Holy Ghost feel, fire baptized, yada, bo, shai, yada, da, 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 da. 
Um, it's the stigma. It is like the worst sin that you can be, that you can have, that you can do. It's just unheard of. It's it's something that is prominent, but it's something that people don't talk about. You know, it's like an ask, don't ask, don't tell type of situation. And um, I hit that, you know, to the point where I, were, I was hiding it from myself. I was I was trying to convince myself that that wasn't who I was, that that wasn't a part of me because I had such a deep desire to please my mom, to please my family, to, you know, take responsibility for who I was supposed to be, who everybody expected me to be, which was this awesome worship leader, this wonderful gospel artist, this, you know, pastor, you know, we, at my church, we would do huge conferences with, you know, tens of thousands of people and I would be there leading them in worship. And, you know, it was, it was awesome. It was great. You know, God would move and it, it would be everything, but deep down inside, I would always feel like, Oh my gosh, I am such a hypocrite. Like I am like, you know, there's just something that's not right about this. It was, it's almost like my real self was inside of me screaming, you know, mm. and I just continued to turn the volume down. And so when Frozen came out, I was still very closeted to the point where I had a girlfriend. <laughs> like, like let me tell let, let's 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 talk the tea. I had a girlfriend, I didn't buy diamond necklaces and and you know, we we just like putting on a show, let me tell you. But um I remember going to that movie and my best friend, Josh, who is now my fiance. <laughs> my best friend, Josh, who was the only person I confided in. Like we both, he grew up in church too. We were both in this struggle together, but we were like, okay, we're going to hold each other accountable. You know what I mean? We're going to pray for each other so that we don't, you know, sin or, you know, God gets us out of this or that. Mm-hmm. So many. We went to go see this movie together. And my sister, too. And I remember seeing the movie. And from the from, from the time it started, you know, the where it starts and they, like, get in the ice and, like, something, and this is going to sound kind of deep, something was, like, look at this movie and pay close attention. And I was just like, oh, okay, oh, okay. And so I did. And, you know, from the time Elsa got on screen and, you know, she was happy and she was free and she was being herself. And then all of a sudden she began to express who she was and her powers with her sister and hurt her sister, you know, and all of a sudden it became this thing with her, with her parents and, you know, conceal, hide this, you know, she went and she sought help from this troll, you know. And ultimately, you know, she buried who she was, you know, for responsibility for everything that everybody thought that she had to be. And and literally, like, I I had goosebumps. I, I had chills, you know, when even when she, the part where, you know, Anna's just so happy and she's singing about everybody coming for the first time in forever and she's just like conceal don't feel you know just really trying to you know put in and I'm and the whole time I'm thinking like oh my gosh yes I understand I don't tell them who you are don't tell them they're gonna get you 
they gonna they gonna stone you to death. Don't do it. And um, when the when the climactic scene came, where she just could not do it anymore, and you know, and, and exposed herself. You know, I wouldn't even say exposed herself, but who she was overshadowed. You know, who she really was, who she was trying to be, and it forced her to move outside of everyone's expectations and what they thought that she should be and who she thought she should be to please everybody else, you know, and, and then coming into this wilderness, this mountain where it's just her and she's left with just her and her emotions and her mind and her thought process. And then boom, it's like something clicked. She Mm. starts singing go and in June the tears were just flowing like I could not stop crying from from the first note it was like I knew where she was going in the song and towards the end of the song I mean when you get to the end of the song she builds this beautiful castle and is fully able to be who she is and I said I looked at it and I said, I want that. I said, I want that. I was like, I want this. This is what I want for my life, you know? And I looked at Josh and Josh looked at me and he was like, and it was like instantly we both knew like, okay, we have to figure this out. And so we left the movie. I saw it probably four more times and I just went back to my life. I just went back to the whole conceal, don't feel, you know, mentality. And, you know, whenever that movie would come on or, you know, I would be, I would purposely avoid going to California Adventure when I was with my family because they always wanted to go see the Frozen show. And, and I just couldn't do it because it reminded me of how free she was and how free I wasn't. Isn't that crazy? I know that sounds Kind of like, but it it just kept reminding me. And I I kept, you know, you know, saying, no, my purpose is bigger than this. You know, I have such a responsibility to these people, to this church, you know, to God, to, you know, everyone else. I can't, I can't do it. So I would, they would go see it and I would literally walk the other way and, you know, go get on tower at that time. It was tower terror or guardians, whatever go draw a picture in Animation Academy, just anything I could do to get my mind on the fact that they were there. Um, and then I'm, I'm going to fast forward just a little bit, okay? Just a little bit. Because um, I think this story is kind of long. Um, so some years pass. Um, I did get enough strength to break up with my, my girlfriend who was about to be my fiance. And, um, you know, I had a, a conversation with, with, you know, my best friend, Josh. And I was just like, Josh, I was like, you know, we can't, I just, I can't continue like this. I can't keep going. Um, and I got sick with cancer. I got cancer and we can talk about that in a minute. But um, what really did it for me was 2018, um, my grandmother, who was like my best friend, my best Disney friend in the world, she passed away on her birthday. All of a sudden, we were getting ready to go to Disneyland. She started coughing and just passed away. And it hit me, it hit my family so hard. And 
I cried. Josh came over and gave me a hug. And I turned on the TV and Frozen was on. And in that moment, I was taken back to a conversation that I had with my grandmother, like in 2015, when we went to Disney World. At that time, um, me and Josh had it come to the terms of who we were and that um, we understand who God is and how God's love does not know what religion tries to teach, how, how God is deeper than that. You know what I mean? And so she pulled me and Josh to the side and she said, you know, Josh, you know, you're my grandson, right? And he just had the hugest smile. She said, I just, you know, you're my grandson. You're, 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 you're one of my kids. And then she looked at me and she winked and she said, come here. And we went off to the side and we were right by Epcot uh, by the ferries waiting for the ferry to come and to take us to World Showcase. And she said, you, she said, you're kind of like somebody else who's in our family. And I was like, I just, I froze. You know what I mean? Like I froze because my grandmother was like a prayer warrior. She, she was a woman of God. You know how when you in church, you put a D on everything, a woman of God. And I just looked at her and she was like, I love you. And I just need you to know that. And then change the conversation to start talking about illuminations. And I was just stuck in that moment. Like, did, is, she, is she saying what I think she's saying? Is she not saying what? I, I don't know. So anyway, I was taken back to that moment and I knew that it would be very soon that I would have to officially come out to my family. And two months later, I came out to my family um, and my close friends. And a year later, I came out to everybody online and got engaged. And it was, it was so, it was so scary. It still is kind of scary sometimes, you know, because everything that I've done for the church, um, you know, people, a lot of people I know are still like, what? You know what I mean? But um, it is so freeing. And every time I see Elsa or I see Frozen, now my heart is just so free and it's filled with so much joy because I can finally be myself and I'm reaching potentials and, 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 and going for things and, and finding art and creativity and of who I am for something that I've always tried to hide 33 years later. And so Elsa's my favorite character. <laughs> wow. That is, that's an amazing story. <laughs> man, man. Yeah, I just, I don't know, man. I just, something, and, and to be honest with you, I came, so I came out to everybody, but I did not come out to certain people. I went on my Instagram page. I blocked out all the church people, all the church pastors. I'm just being transparent. Like I blocked them all out. And um, a friend of mine reminded me that true freedom is when you can be truly transparent. 
And so I unblocked them and I went to go visit Anna and Elsa and I sang, I took her Let It Go song and I switched it up a little bit and turned it into a coming out song. I unblocked everybody, added them back and officially came out to the world. And I got to tell you, I have never been more happier. I am so happy to be living my life, living my truth. I have officially let it go and I've never been closer to God. It's awesome. So yeah. Yes, naps for you. I'm so proud of you. That I'm is happy. that is a beautiful story. <laughs> now, I mean, I don't, I, can't, I won't even look at Frozen this after hearing that. It's like, wow, crazy how these movies can move us to that. You know what I mean? Yeah. It, it's, the kind of person that believes in purpose and destiny. I feel like things don't just happen for a reason. I feel like everything is 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 predestined. I feel like there's choices we can make, but the very fact that you know this movie—it's funny. I tell people all the time. I'm like, this movie was made for me. I'm like, yes, I know all y'all little children love it. Y'all got y'all little Elsa ponytails and y'all dresses, and that's all well and good. But this movie was made for me because. In retrospect, this movie helped save my life. Mm. Yeah. Wow. Props to Elsa. Love you, Elsa. <laughs> yes. Okay, Elsa. You done <laughs> made it up a couple notches on this list. <laughs> wow. A That's a profit right there. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Give it up for Elsa. So you really, really hyped for November then for the sequel. I'm assuming. I'm so nervous. I, I'm I'm hyped, but I'm nervous at the same time because I don't know what's going to happen. That sequel, Anna looked like she a gangster taking a knife and slashing somebody and, you know, Elsa diving in the water. I, I'm, I'm hyped. I'm excited. But at the same time, I'm like, okay, Disney, don't mess with my storyline now. Don't, don't, <laughs> don't, mess, don't mess with my Elsa, y'all. Keep her there because, you know, they like to shock and surprises. Don't go too far now. <laughs> I know, and they—it's been a few years that they've been working on this, so who knows? I'm ready. <laughs> I don't know if you are, but <laughs> Adina Menzel, like a—I've been a friend, a, a fan of Adina Menzel since her Broadway days, since Rent. You know, since she was singing "Take Me for Water," you know, and and Wicked and all that. I love her, so yes, yes. Okay. All right, Dina. We'll see what you got in store for us. <laughs> but let's kind of move on a little bit. Um, so is there a specific way, and I can guess, how you like to express your fandom? <laughs> Does it start with the S and end with the Ang? <laughs> Maybe just a little bit. Uh, yeah, I but... To be honest with you, I, I express my fandom in in, uh, in a few ways. For once, I do Disney bound occasionally. Nothing on your level. You 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 are killing the game with your bounds. That Princess and the Frog, Beyonce, Blue Ivy bound just gave me all of the life and oh, snaps. You. <laughs> just, your mind, the way you bound is just like you're you're changing the game. But um. I like to Disney bound. I like to do some 
vlogging every now and again, but my real niche and where my heart is, is, is music and singing. I love to express my fandom by singing at, at the parks, singing on my IG channel, on my YouTube channel. I love to sing Disney classics and write a couple uh, Disney-inspired songs myself. So, yeah. Yes, and I love them all. We're going to get into them a little bit. Um, so you are a West Coaster. How yes. often do you go to the parks? Because I know you go to both uh, the East Coast and West Coast parks. So how often do you switch it up? So I am an annual pass holder for Disneyland. And I'm at Disneyland, I'd say, two to three times a week. Um, now lately that has changed because I am getting married and paying for it and uh, weddings ain't cheap. So, uh, come maybe once a week now, but, uh, typically two to three weeks, I I go to Disneyland to, uh, to sing, to uh, do some singing in the parking lot, if you know what I mean, or singing with some princesses and, uh, just have fun. I always want a day where I'm just having fun because I, I love to vlog. I love to get content. But, you know, the moment we, you know, just treat this like it's a job or a means to gain some sort of access or uh, fame, you know, it, it it's not fun anymore. You know what I mean? And I yeah. never want to lose. So I try to make sure even if I'm there to just, you know, record a a parking lot song or something. I try to make sure that I go get on one ride or get a treat or just, you know, taking a quick show. Cause you know, that's, that's, that's what Disney's about. It's about fun. It's about being a kid. It's about experiencing, you know, joy. And since I consider myself to be Mr. Black boy joy, I gotta have my joy. So yeah. <laughs> when it comes to Disney world, um, I go to Disney world once a year. Um, since I was little, um, my grandparents, um, for Christmas every year, they would buy us a Disneyland pass. So, I mean, since, since the nineties, we have always been annual pass holders and, um, starting the late nineties, actually the, the, the year 2000, the millennium year, um, they began to take us to Walt Disney world at the end of the year, every year around Christmas. That was our big trip. So um, we still keep that tradition alive. Um, Now it sometimes fluctuates to every other year, but we do go lately for the past five years. I've been to Disney World every year uh, in December and we'll be there in September this year. Awesome. Yes, for your honeymoon, right? Yes, we're going to be out. You know what? I cannot wait to see all my East Coast friends. It's so funny because Josh was like, is this going to be a big meetup for you or a honeymoon? <laughs> I know it's business and pleasure, right? <laughs> I was like, I'm with you on this. This is about you and me, but I need like a day or two just to meet up with some of my people and show some love to all of my East Coast Disney friends because I really can't wait to see everybody. We, uh, you know, this platform has um, really connected the East and the West Coast um, just in our, in our little community and you know, uh, I'm so grateful for you for that, June. I mean, what you're doing is incredible. So, yeah, one once a year in in uh, once a year go to Disney World and Disneyland two to three days a week. Yeah, well, that's amazing. I'm I'm a little jelly. Anyone that can go at that often, I'm like, 
I wish someday, maybe, maybe we'll see. (laughs) So do you have some favorite things to do when you're in the parks? Um, when I am at the park, my number one favorite thing to do, um, is to people watch. (laughs) I love to post up at Lamplight Lounge or the Tiki Bar or, um, the Carnation Cafe, somewhere on Main Street. Get myself a Mickey's ice cream bar and just watch people. It is the funnest thing to do, to see people's reactions when they come into the park or when they have their first bite of a chero or they see Mickey Mouse and the band walking down the street. I mean, there's there's no greater joy than that. I, I love to see people happy. I really do. and. You know, I, I I I try to guess what they're saying or what they're thinking, <laughs> especially if I'm with the people. I'll be like, okay, what do you think they're saying? Oh, she's talking about how expensive the Mickey ice cream is, <laughs> or she's talking about how she ain't gonna buy no another spirit jersey. You know, <laughs> so you know, I, I love sitting down and and kind of having these conversations with myself and with people and just you know chilling like. Like, I, I know that sounds weird because other people are into the rides and the shows, but Disneyland for me, especially because I've been there my whole life, is my kicking spot. You know what I mean? That's like where I meet up with some people. We have dinner. We chill. We take a stroll. Maybe we'll get on a ride. But yeah, I, I just love to chill. I love to kick it, to be honest with you. That's so cool. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I mean, I feel like, and I, this is all of an assumption because I have not been to Disneyland yet, um, but I feel like it seems like it is a kind of a park that you can just go and chill and relax and just pass the time when you're a local. Sis, it is the ultimate kick it spot. I'm telling you, like, you know, if you just want to get away, because, you know, like, I... I mean, so you you live in New York, so you know what it's like to live in a busy city. You know what I mean? Where everything is so fast and, and, and touch and go and, you know, it, it crazy. And especially with this traffic in California and, and, and work and our wildfires and now these earthquakes trying to creep up in here. You know, it's, it's nice to have a place where the pressure is off and you can just go in and, and, and chill and just relax. Like, I don't know what it's like to be a local at Disney World, but every time I go to Disney World, I feel like I have to do a lot and see a lot. You know what I mean? Maybe because I'm not a local, I just feel like the energy there is is awesome. It's, it's, it's the same type of magic, but it's more like, okay, I got to go get on Flights of Passage. Then after Flights of Passage, I got a reservation to go to Artist Point to do Cinderella uh, Snow White Dining. And then I got to, you know, but but Disneyland being my home park, it's just my kicking spot. Like I, I it's it's a place for me to meet up with Erica Enchanted and Dominique and you know, just chill. I see that yeah. and I, I love that about that park that you guys do that. You just, you know, meet up and chill and I mean the WDW locals do that as well. So I I mean I love it all. I just love the fact that you guys are connecting, period. Well thank you. Being a, a advocate for that, yeah. I mean, it's all love. I'm I'm just so happy because 
I remember from my experiences of just not having people to go to the parks with. And now I can pick a name out of a hat. I can just like, hey, guys, I'm going. And, and you know, I got a whole crew. So that I think that's amazing that this is possible now where you can find someone to go with, like, at the drop of a hat. June, we're going to be at the airport waiting for you. <laughs> like, you late. You late. Come on. Let's go. Let's do it. <laughs> I'm so excited. And yes, okay, I'm, you're going to be my personal Uber with that. <laughs> I, got you. I, I got, I took all three of them days off. I got you. Yes. Okay, cool. I'm so excited. <laughs> so do you have a favorite park? Yes, I do. And it is not out here, which is surprising because I love me some Disneyland, but I love me some Epcot just a little bit more. Epcot is like, y'all, I'm telling y'all East Coasters are are so spoiled with Epcot. If I could switch out, this is probably an unpopular Disney opinion, but I'm going to say it anyway. If I could switch out California Adventure for Epcot, I would do it in a heartbeat. Mm -hmm. There is just so much culture in Epcot. Epcot, you could travel the world and you all you all you gotta do is walk a mile. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. You gotta get on a plane. You ain't gotta get a passport. You could just walk a mile. I I love, you know, that sort of and, and it may not be super real or authentic, but it feels that way. I feel like Disney does such a great job of bringing people in from these different nations with these different experiences, um, you know, who you can talk to and, and interact with. Like I said, I'm a people person. You can tell from this interview so far, I'm talking, you got like three words in so far. <laughs> what? It's just but, show <laughs> I love to talk to these people from these different countries. I love to try the different foods. I love the festivals. And then on the flip side, you got the land and the sea with Nemo and friends. And, you know, you, you, you can travel without having to go too far from the depths of the ocean, you know, to France. And I think that that's so tight. I think that is so freaking tight. So Epcot is number one for me. Yeah. I mean, Epcot, I feel like Epcot gets the crown <laughs> most of the time for most people because is versatile you have the the theme park part of it and then you have kind of just like a I don't even know what to call it just like a museum attraction just kind of to it in world showcase and then if people the fact that it is the one of the major destinations um for amusement people all over the world come there and they can kind of feel a little of home um, when they go to Epcot. So I think that it serves so many purposes. Elsa's there. So, you know, my, my homegirl, she got her own ride there. So, you know, had to show up. Now, I never got on Maelstrom before it became Frozen Ever, Ever After, but I heard that that ride was pretty dope too. So, but the fact that there's a Frozen ride, that just makes it even better for me. So, right. Yeah, I never got on Maelstrom either before that. My that was is is the uh the three caballeros <laughs> that's my ride. Uh, you know what that ride is dope too it reminds me kind of of um like like a pirates or a small world without the drops 
Yeah, it's like a little tunnel of love. It's like, it's mad chill. You never have to wait. When it's super hot, you can just run on there and enjoy the little fireworks show and, you know, the the Three Caballeros show. And so my kids love, 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 love that ride. And, And I don't mind it. I mean, I enjoy it too. So we can find us doing that back to back at least five times. <laughs> <laughs> oh, let me tell you something. When I need a break, cause my feet feel like they about to fall off of my body. I look for those type of rides and experiences. Yeah. And I totally see that being it for me out here in, in Disneyland it's pirates. I, I'll do the same thing. I'll ride pirates back to back to back to the point where the, the, the cast members are like, Hey, RJ, you want the back roll again? <laughs> I do. Back row. Thank you very much. I got my beignets too. I know y'all said don't eat, but I probably will have one or two while I'm going on because I had to get a snack because I've been doing this for an hour. <laughs> <laughs> and your pirates ride is pretty long. It's a it's a, a pretty long ride. Yeah, they take us through the treasure and everywhere else. So yeah. Wow, I can't wait to ride it. <laughs> so out here. Yeah. Oh, my God. I'm not going to have enough time to get everything done. And, you know, I really should have stayed longer. I don't know. We'll figure it out. Who knows? I might have to change my plane tickets, but we'll see. (laughs) (laughs) Just play by ear. Yeah. Yeah. We're going to see what happens. (laughs) I may just find a place to live. (laughs) (laughs) Right. (laughs) Look, you come out here. I'm going to move out there and go to Epcot every day. (laughs) Right. (laughs) At least we both have a place to crash, right? I know, right? (laughs) So you mentioned before that you battled cancer. Um, Would you like to share with us your cancer story? Sure, I I would love to. And I'm going to try to make it quick because I know I have the ability to talk. Like I said, I'm I'm a preacher's kid, so I kind of inherited that, you know, storytelling ability. But... um. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so one day out of the blue in fact actually the day before we just finished a conference like a women's conference at church and I woke up to huge blood blisters in my mouth like these things were huge and if you want June I can send you those pictures and you can post them if you want um, up to you but um, I woke up to huge blood blisters in my mouth and I was like, what is this? Something about this ain't right. Now, I have always had terrible allergies. I'm allergic to almost everything. And my, allerg- my allergies are seasonal. So they fluctuate as the seasons come and go. So the first thing that came to my mind was, okay, this is an allergic reaction. Let me take some Benadryl and go to work. So I did. Didn't really talk too much about it. I didn't tell Josh. I just took some Benadryl, went to work, and then it just, I, I, I just started not feeling right. My head started pounding. Um, I, at the time, I was working in a call center, so I had to be on the phone, and I felt like they were getting bigger, and so I could not talk. So I told my boss, I was like, I got to go. Um, something's not right. I need to go rest. My allergic reaction is getting really bad. And she, you know what? She gave me a hard time. Even after I showed her the blood blister, she was like, um, Rodney, because oh, by the way, y'all, my name is Rodney. I'm a junior. So that's where RJ comes from. So a uh, quick note there. <laughs> 
Rodney, um, we're really, really short-staffed. I can't, I don't know if I can let you go. I was like, I have to go. And legally, you cannot keep me here. So I'm about to kick rocks. Uh, God bless. And I got out there. And at that time, I, I worked in LA and I lived in Riverside. So uh, that's about an hour to 45 minutes away. And I would take the train to work every day. Took the train to work, got home, uh, said hi to everybody, went straight to bed. Woke up the next day and the blood blisters were even bigger in my mouth. And I just really started to freak out under my eyes. It was very dark. Like it looked like I was wearing, like I had eyeshadow all over my eyes. I went to, and not to get too graphic, but I went to use the restroom and my urine was pure blood. It was just like blood was coming straight out of me and my heart started pounding and I was just like, okay, okay, okay. I started to reason with myself. I was like, okay, something's not right. Something's not right here. Um, I, I, you know, it, it startled me. So I kind of had a little flashback and I flushed the toilet didn't clean everything up and ran out the bathroom, went in my room and started pacing. My sister who was living with us, uh, Brittany, shout out to you, Brittany, you helped save my life, um, went to the bathroom after me and she saw blood all on the side of the toilet and she busted in the room and she looked at my mouth and she said, I'm calling 911. And I was like, no, Brittany, don't call 911. I, I, it's just gotta be a reaction. It's just gotta be. She was like, no, 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 no. I'm, call I'm, I'm calling mom. So, she called my mom. Um, my mom lived about 10 minutes away from us. My mom got here in like five minutes. I kid you not. Went to the hospital. Um, they put me into emergency. And 20 minutes later, the doctor was telling me, um, we don't know what's wrong with you, um, but we need to get another sample. So we want you to go urinate. I went again and it was like pure blood. I mean, like, like thick, pure blood. And um, they said, we have to keep you overnight. And, you know, they admitted me in the hospital the whole time. I'm just freaking out. And I'm just like, okay, God, what is going on? Like, we just did a conference. You moved. Like, what is this? You know, I ain't been out there doing crazy things. Like, what is happening? Um, I started to cry and blood started coming out of my tears. And at this point, I was just, you know, you know, every bad thought that you could think about flooded my mind at that moment. And about an hour later, at this time, it was close to the, the night, the uh, doctors came and they said, it looks like you have IPT, um, sort of a blood cancer. And I was like, well, what is that? And I, I can't really pronounce it. It's like in Indio, you, you're, you're, you work in the medical system. You yeah. probably know what I'm talking about. And the crazy thing about this is it's it's very rare because it's not seen in too many adults. A lot of children get it, but pretty much what it is is it um, for those who don't know, um, it it causes your platelets to well well diminish. Your your body begins to attack the platelets, and so if you scrape yourself or scratch yourself or get bruised, you can bleed out. Right. Um, and they were like, we're going to start here. We think it's something different, but we definitely know you have that because you are bleeding and you won't stop bleeding. Um, and my mom was like, well, what does that mean? What does that mean? What does that mean? Um, and the doctor was like, well, we're just going to try to see if we can get this under control. We're going to do a couple more tests. So they took me to um, 
do, um, oh gosh, I can't even think. I had to do some x-rays um, and they found a whole bunch of different growths, some on my brain, some on my kidneys, and uh, they were rupturing and causing me to bleed. And so the doctor was like, okay, so you have what looks like might be a mild form of brain cancer, um, but it could also be cancer on your kidneys. Um, I mean, I and I'm just sitting here in awe, like, I'm uh, what? <laughs> what? You know, the, the day before, I felt fine. I, I didn't feel like anything was wrong. And, um, you know, we need to, we can't really do surgery on you because if we do surgery, you might not heal in time and we may not be able to control you know your body you, you might bleed out so um, we're gonna have to do some emergency chemo on radiation and um i was on 24-hour watch uh my mom i heard my mom talking to the doctor outside the room and she was like i just need to know if he does not stop bleeding what's going to happen and the doctor was like uh to be honest with you he'd be lucky if he gets two weeks. And um, I don't think I told my mom, I ever told her that I heard that. I, I, want, I act like I didn't because she just kind of broke down after that on the other side of the door or the, you know, little curtain that they pull mm-hmm. um, in the hospital. They thought I was asleep, but I wasn't. And so, um, ooh, sorry, I'm getting a little emotional just thinking about this. Just take your like, time. It, just, it, it, it takes me back to that moment. And um, I just, I just could not believe it. Um, my mom came in and she was just smiling, but I could tell that she had been crying. And my sister came in and she was crying. She couldn't hold it back, but she just kept talking about how, how much she loves me and to always remember that. Um, and um, at this time, me and Josh had not, we weren't, um, we weren't really together. We hadn't, you know, come to that conclusion. I was still with my girlfriend at the time. Um, but you know, we had this mutual love and respect for each other and he was at work and he left work. He showed up and, you know, uh, there was a strength that I could see in his face. Um, uh, there was just like this, like his body seemed like, kind of like reactive. He was kind of nervous. He was fidgeting a little bit. His knees were moving um, while he was sitting in the chair, but like there was a strength in his face. Um, Little did I know at the time, he was really, really holding me up in prayer. And so I bled for three days straight and my platelets, the average person has about 200,000 to 400,000 platelets in their body. And I had 200. The doctors did not even know how I was alive. They kept running um, like pins up and down my feet and my legs. And they were like, do you feel pain? Do you feel pain? And I didn't feel any pain. That's why I was so confused because I wasn't really in pain. My body felt tired and weak because I was losing so much blood. Every time I went to the bathroom, I cried, but I did not really feel super weak. and. I just kept bleeding. The nurses kept coming in and it was so funny. They would encourage me. They would be like, okay, this time when you, when you pee, it's going to be clear. It's going to be clear. And of course I would go in there and it would just be like the darkest blood ever. 
you know? And they would just be like, hug me and, 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 and say things to me. And, you know, at this point now we're at um, one full week. And I remember um, getting my cell phone and um, this lady from church came to visit me. And um, she was like my assistant at the time. Shout out to you, Lynette, if you're listening. She took my, uh, she, I said, hand me my phone. I said, I want to make a couple of videos. And she was like, what type of videos? I said, I just need to make some videos. And she was like, well, I can't be in here for this. Cause she knew what type of videos I was making. Mm-hmm. Um, and I pretty much made a whole bunch of goodbye videos. I made videos for my family. Oh God, just, oh God, Lord, just remembering this. I made videos for my friends. I made videos just just for people. I made videos congratulating my sisters on getting married and graduating college. Just as many videos as I could think of because I was so afraid that they were going to forget me. And not that they ever could, but I, I just didn't want to just be this sad memory. So I was cracking jokes and laughing and doing all these things in these videos um, as a way to say goodbye and, and make sure they had a, a happy memory. I even made a video about uh, at my funeral and I wanted them to play where I told everybody, I want everybody to wear bow ties and clown noses. So when they look to the right and the left, they'll at least laugh or smile for a moment when they're tempted to cry. Um, and I made the videos. I came, I went back down in the room and my grandfather came in the room and he just looked at me and I could tell that he had been, you know, really battling with it too. And he put his hand on my chest and he said, a year from now, this will all be a memory. And he said, you have to believe it though. And I was just like, yeah, I'm going to be a memory for y'all because I'm not going to be here. And he was like, no, this will be a memory for you. And so I said, okay. You know, we we chatted it up. Um, I went to the shower. And I remember just breaking down in the shower. And I just cried. And I was so angry. I yelled at the top of my lungs. The nurse and the doctor came and they were like, are you okay? And I was like, I just get away from me. I'm fine. I'm fine. You know, people don't like to talk about, some survivors don't like to talk about that struggle, but I feel like it's important to show that, you know, you know, you can be vulnerable in those moments and you're not always the strongest. You're not always like, oh, I'm just going to fight this thing. Cause that's not where my mind was. I was mad. I was like, God, I'm doing all this work for you. And I'm about to die like this bleeding out. And something in my, like the depths of my heart, I just heard this song playing. I heard it playing over and over again. Um, and I was trying to figure out what melody is that? And I began to hum it. And it was like, <laughs> and I kept humming it. And then the words just hit me. And it was um, this song by Diedrich Haddon called He's Able. And I just began to sing it. You know, it's, it's like it was just flowing out of me uncontrollably. 
you know, I was just singing, God is able to do just what he said he would do. He's going to fulfill every promise to you. Don't give up on God because he won't give up on you. He's able. And it was like something in me switched. And right there, I made the decision that I was going to live. That no matter what they said, I was going to live. And when they came in the next day, they were going to tell me that my platelets had gone up. And I went back to the back to my bed, my hospital bed, got in and just went straight to sleep. And I promise you, I had never slept that good in my life. I woke up the next day and they told me, your playlist went down even more. Oh. oh my gosh, what? You know, what is happening? What is happening? You know, I was so upset, but I was like, I am not going to let myself react in any way that will counteract what I've already put in the atmosphere. And that is that I am going to be okay. He said, we're going to take another blood test because I did two a day uh, um, to see where your platelets are. So they did another one in the afternoon and it and my platelets went up 150. And, you know, they were like, the way that they said it was like, it's not much, but it's something. And for me, it was everything. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. uh, that 150 was like 5,000, you know? Yeah. Brian, I started screaming. I was so happy they laughed at me because i started singing when you wish upon a star i don't even know why i started singing that song it was the only song that came to my mind but i started singing that song like i was on the 1989 grammys and whitney houston aretha franklin and mariah carey was all up there and we was all battling trying to get the lead i mean i was singing that song on that hospital bed and uh from then on Every day, my platelets went higher and higher and higher and higher until they were safe enough to release me. They, they got to 90,000. They said, you can go home. We're going to still have to monitor you every day. And um, just to kind of wrap the story up, because I know it's a long-winded one. Um, every day was hard when I left because they would go up and down, up and down um, until a year later, October 15th, um, I was able to ring the bell and officially declare that I was cancer-free. One day out of, out of the blue, my platelets went up 200,000. They had no idea how it happened. It was not, because I was at this point, I was on chemo every day. Um, you know, well, not every day, but I was on chemo every week and, you know, treatments and nutrition and all this stuff. But one day they just shot up 200,000. The doctor couldn't believe it. He continued to check it. He must've ran like six tests on me and they all came back. And I knew that it was God. I knew that God healed me. And I'm not trying to convince anybody to believe in God, believe what you want to believe. But for me, it was a miracle. I was a miracle. And wow, I celebrated my seven year anniversary this year. Wow. I went from having two weeks to live to being here seven years 
coming out, living my truth. Thank you, Elsa. Getting married, working on a Disney-inspired album. I, I, I am so happy and so blessed. And it's just an example of <laughs> how life can switch on a dime and where you thought you were going to be and what you thought you were going to do is not really always what is destined for you to do. So I am such an advocate for survivors and for people who get diagnosed. If you follow my IG, you know I do something every morning called morning inspiration. And it's a pep talk that I used to give to myself that now I give to everybody else about pursuing destiny, following your dreams, not letting negativity in your life, you know, living in your truth, because those things, those negative things can add to the destruction of you. Stress kills, you know what I mean? So to have an outlet like Disney that inspires hope and inspiration and joy and talks about how life is not always fair and, you know, people die and we lose people, but there's always light at the end of the tunnel. To have that outlet has really allowed me to find out who RJ is again. And and I'm excited because I'm learning who I am in this, um, in this second chance that I've been given. And anything that I could do to pay it forward, I do. I've been to the cancer uh, hospital since I've been sick. I've given to cancer charities. I have, I feel like it's my responsibility. I, I tell people, go get checked, go to the doctor, make sure you're okay. Drink water, do eat vitamins. I just finished a cleanse not too long ago because it's so important. You know, we take advantage of what we can't see and, and being sitting in the in the hospital, getting chemo with other people every week and then watching those people disappear because they didn't make it puts things in perspective. The fact that we can all listen to this podcast right now, the fact that we have the finances and the money to go to parks where there's some people who don't even know where their next meal is coming from. We've got to remember how truly blessed we are. We may not have everything we want but we have what we need to sustain us. And if we continue to push for our dreams and push for who who we're meant to be, I'm telling you, we'll be surprised. We'll be surprised at what we could achieve and and how we could be blessed. Sorry, I didn't mean to go there. I I didn't mean to go there, but- That's okay, you had a word, David. (laughs) (laughs) You know, when you get me talking about that, I get I get real, real emotional about it because it's just such a huge part of my life now. You know, I mean, it's such an incredible story. And I mean, I'm blown away by what you've gone through. And I'm so happy for you that you are here now and that you 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 are here to tell the story. Um, I mean, it's truly a miracle. A hundred percent. I'm going to tell you, they happen every day. And I never expected one to happen to me. But I'm so glad that it did. And I'm living proof that they still happen and they can happen to anybody. And they will happen if you are open. If you're open to receiving good, good will come to you. 
Mm-hmm. You know, the mindset. It's, we got to change your mindset. You know, you look at we look at these Disney movies, and at every point, you know, like even even the Lion King. We 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 were just talking about the Lion King. You know what I mean? Simba had to make a decision to face the difficulties of what he thought he did. But in retrospect, what did it do? Him confronting his truth made him king, you know? Right. right. Those themes, those themes that we see in these movies, you know, these these things that remind us of what to be grateful for and 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 how to move on and, and to have joy. That's why I love Disney. That, that's why I'm for it. That's why I'm with it. Right. Pursuing happiness because at the end of the day, that's you know the most important thing. Living in your truth and finding your happiness. Making the decision. Making yes. the decision to be happy no matter what. Right. Exactly. So was there any way that Disney helped you cope with your illness? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Let me tell you something. At that time, I was bedridden, so I couldn't go to the parks. I couldn't go to Disneyland. I, my pass expired. I was just devastated. So I started looking at blogs. I mean, I was Mr. Blog, okay? If anybody had a blog on Disney, I don't care if they had, you know, um, negative two subscribers. I was watching <laughs> their channel. I was watching what they were looking at. And... Um, that's where my love for Bob vlogging came. I was like, I can do this. He ain't even talking about it right. He ain't even getting the history right. Let me, I need to be up there doing this. But um, no, seriously, there are some great, great people. Um, one of my best friends in the world, Mr. Cheesy Pop, um, Max, who um is just such a great, such a great guy. I mean, this this guy is awesome. He has a huge following and his heart is is golden there are a lot of people who unfortunately um in in the disney and outside the disney community you have huge followings that aren't always so nice but it was refreshing to see someone who blogged at the parks and blogged about disney and and um seemed so genuine and and when i got a chance to meet him in person was so genuine um and then our friendship just blossomed on from there so shout out to you mr cheese pop but uh yeah i've watched a whole bunch of different vlogs a whole different bloggers i was looking at the disney channel i mean old reruns of that's so raven just pulling my pulling hope and inspiration from everywhere um i had made uh, i remember when they made the announcement about some of the expansions coming to disney world about new fantasy land and you know, everything that was coming, I was like, oh, I got to stay alive. I got to be alive because I got to see that. I got to go to the Pandoras. My grandma mm. used to call Pandoras. She'd be like, I got to go see Pandoras. <laughs> so, so I would say, I got to be alive. So I got to go see the Pandoras. And she would call me and be like, yeah, you know, you got to fight RJ. We got to, we got to go see the Pandoras. And so, um, Sadly, she didn't. She didn't get a chance to see it, but I know where she is. It's twice as beautiful and and even more fun. So she's good. But yeah, um, that was my motivation. You know, just the hope to go and be in my 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 environment, to be back at my home at Disneyland, and you know, to meet some of these incredible vloggers and these people who are showcasing and doing things that I've been doing my entire life. 
uh, that was a big inspiration for me and a help for me to get better. When you're going through certain things in your life, you have to find something to look forward to. You know what I mean? You, you, especially when you're dealing with a terminal illness, you have got to find something to focus on besides being stuck with a million needles a day. Mm -hmm. You know, you got to have that because I mean, you work in the medical field, so I know you probably have seen these type of things before where a make or break spirit is going to keep you or defeat you, you know? And And you have to, yeah, stay positive and you need some kind of escape because mm -hmm. it's, you know, being in that environment 24 seven through 65, you cannot leave those walls. It it's hard to stay positive. It's, it's a, it's a actual struggle. You have to physically, mentally, make the effort to find you know the positivity the silver lining and everything and it's it's not easy not at all they used to bring in little dogs like you know little service animals yeah dogs for us to pet and then um people sometimes like just random people will come and visit and you know bring like vegan non-dairy, non-flavor ice cream. Because, you know, when you're you battling cancer, you're not really supposed to eat sugar because sugar feeds that. Mm-hmm. So, you know, they would, you know, they, there'd be little things. But when it came to me, my sister was like, my sister Brittany was my cancer chemo buddy. We would always do chemo together. And um, we would just pull out uh, iPad, pull out phones and just start watching Disney videos and talk about our next trip and what we gonna do when we get there. And I know that was her way of uh, getting my mind off of, you know, what was happening. Because, you know, chemo is not fun. It is. It is. It's, it's terrible. I'm sorry. You know how they make it look like it's bad in the movies? It's bad in real life. But, you know. But, um, yeah, just, just looking forward to doing it, getting inspired by these other vloggers and wanting to go after it myself. Um, Disney helped me in that sense, helped me to cope with it and helped me to to get through it. So did you have a blog or vlog that was like, you got it, every time something new came on, you had to watch it right away? Um, a few, a few, um, I okay, so I love looking at the trackers. Okay. Um, when they when they came out, just because they the tra- let me tell you something. I know you know a lot of people. Um, you know, some people I've heard recently have mixed feelings. I love the trackers. I do. I love them. I think they're awesome, and um, they were my go-to. Um, Prince Charming Dev, who is great. He's a POC. Um vlogger he is so so cool i i love looking at his vlog because his perspective you know it's us it's, it's it's who we are you know what i mean it's family and so it was like seeing disney through you know my my brother's eyes you know what i mean that that um black experience so um this life of ours uh the other june <laughs> <laughs> yeah um, love them love 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 their blogs they are hilarious and so um yeah like like i said there were a couple of of vlogs that i just would watch by my notifications would just pop up and i'd be like oh and it's so funny because josh would be like you're watching vlogs again and i'd be like yes i am watching vlogs again um because it just brought me so much joy so 
Um, and y'all should check them out too. I don't, I don't know if you've had a chance to. I know you may know some of them, June, but um, Dis Life of Ours, Prince Charming Dev, um, Mr. Cheesy Pop, um, Disney Food Blog. I mean, I, like I said, I, w- I was watching everybody. Uh, they've got some great content and they were a big inspiration for me as well. So, yeah. So you have your own channel now. Hey. Um, <laughs> yes. yes, yes, yes. <laughs> Do you want to tell us I a little do. bit about This Is How We Disney? Okay. So my channel is This Is How We Disney. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Now that we got all the emotional stuff out of the way, um, yeah. So my that that was the pretty much the inspiration for my channel. I was looking at these vlogs, and I, I like I said, I didn't really see too much of us. You know what I mean? By us, I just mean POC people. I saw a lot of people with great vlogs, but not too many people look like me. And I was like, Black people love Disney too. We do. We we love Disney, love storytelling, love magic, all of that. And I was like, you know, we really need to show that perspective, especially with my family. Like my family is crazy. We are fun. We are like <laughs> we all sing. So, you know, we we go around the theme parks singing and it's so funny because we would be at Disneyland. And I'd be like, man, we, that would have been tight to record. Oh, man, if we had that on camera, man, I promise you we would have got views like a mug. And um, my sister was like, you know, well, maybe you should start it. My grandmother was like, yes, RJ, you need to go for it. We should just start it. You know, and I was like, I'm only started if y'all going to be in it, you know, because I really wanted to give that you know, uh, Black family image that, you know, we didn't really see in the Disney community. You know, I mean, like like I said, you know, Diz Life of Ours and and, and, um, Prince Charming Dev are the only people that I really saw. And maybe there were more out there that I just couldn't find, but I was like, I I think we can do it. So we started This Is How We Disney, uh, which was just, you know, Disney from our perspective. Uh, It was pretty much about, you know, us just being at Disneyland, singing, dancing, getting on the rides, just, you know, having a good time. I mean, to be honest with you, the channel didn't really have a a uh, direction, if you know what I mean. When we first started, it was just about, you know, recording us at the parks, doing different things. And um, as it continued to go on, um, we we continue to well, I, I continue to kind of take a little bit more charge of it because my family members begin to move and do certain things, and um, I started to sing. And let me tell you something: every time I posted a singing video where I was singing somewhere, or even we we're singing on the way to a ride, people begin to respond to that like crazy, like oh my gosh, oh my gosh, more of this, more singing. You know, we love this. We love to hear you sing. We love to hear your family sing. And over time, that just kind of became the niche of my channel, you know, still doing the, you know, occasional vlogs where I go on some rides or do a food festival. But, you know, mainly me singing, that kind of became became the direction and the focus of what my channel is now and what it's becoming. Yeah. And I've seen your singing videos. I I mean, I just, I love your positivity. I should say going back from you talking about your IG stories when you 
have your encouraging, um, your words of encouragement every morning. I do enjoy watching that. And I love your singing. I mean, (laughs) it's like a part of you. I don't think, I don't, there's not a day that goes by where you don't sing, I'm sure. (laughs) You know what? It's like breathing for you. It really is. It's so crazy because like, I promise you, sometimes I'll sing and I don't even know that I'm singing. And when I was in college, my college roommate did not, he was not having it. He was like, why do you sing answers? You know, he, do you want to go get some tacos? I'd be like, yes, I want three tacos. Can we go get them from Del Taco? They having a sale right now. And he's like, did you really have to sing that? You couldn't just say yes? You, you, you couldn't just say yes? And so, um, yeah, it's just, I don't know. It's just engrafted into me. Like, like my father um, is, a, is a jazz musician, um, a semi-famous jazz musician, Rodney Taylor. Google him. Um, my, <laughs> my mom um, grew up singing. My grandmother grew up singing. Like, it's just engrafted. All of my siblings, we play, between us all, we play the piano, the saxophone, the trumpets, the violin, the viola, um, and of course we all sing. So music is just a, a part of part of who I am. Yes, and you have something called Parking Lot the Musical. <laughs> How did you come up with that? <laughs> <laughs> okay, so this was when I first start. So when I first start vlogging. Um, I was trying to, you know, you look at these people's blogs, right? And they have their little sign-offs that they do when they done with blogs, like, you know, um, the trackers, um, Tim Tracker, his is, um, and now it's time to pay the price, you know, and, uh, Prince Charming Devs, I think his is, um, it's nice to be nice. And so I was trying to think like, okay, what can I do to end this vlog? Like, what can I do? Um, and I remember just walking in the parking lot and, um, I started to sing, uh, the end of the Mickey Mouse March. Now it's time to say goodbye with all our company. And, um, you know, I, I sang it and I don't know, I just kind of kept humming to myself and I kept recording. And, um, before you know it, I was singing my own little parking lot, the musical, because, um, I was singing so much, I wasn't paying attention to where I was walking, and I got lost in the parking lot, and <laughs> I did not know where my car was. I did not know, so I start walking around the parking lot, just kind of singing to myself while I was recording, and uh, the first one that I did was um, inspired by Pocahontas. So, so if you don't know what parking lot the musical is, for those who are listening, pretty much I take songs, Disney songs, and twist them around to me trying to find my car. Um, and I'm telling you, honest, honest to God now, like 50% of the time, I do forget where my car is. And I try to do it on purpose so that I can think of a song on the way to my car. Wow. So this first time in particular, um, I um, had just seen Mickey and the Magical Map, which you should totally see, June, when you come out here. And there is a song, a part of the show where Pocahontas sings. And I just had Pocahontas in my spirit. So she came to my mind and I was just singing, you know, that song, um, 
what's around the river bend so um i was like what i like most about disney is or what i like most about parking is i never can find my space the parking's always changing always growing and from then on i just started to improv and ad lib and um i remember finishing when i found my car and then i looked at it and i started laughing so hard and i posted it on ig in my stories and put it on my channel and people went crazy over it people start posting it on their igs and their stories and i was just kind of like oh, okay well uh maybe this can be a thing so we came back to Disneyland the following week, and I thought, what if I try to do this every time I'm in the parking lot and really challenge myself to not pre-do it, not pre-record it, not sit home and write down a whole bunch of musicals, but really trying to get it straight off the dome whenever I'm in the parking lot. And that's where it was born from. And now it's really become a thing that uh, people look forward to, especially my people on IG. Like, I get people who hit me up like, I can't wait to hear the next one. It's Monday, so I know you're going to Disneyland. And, and <laughs> let, why don't you do something from Beauty and the Beast? Why don't you do something from Frozen? So, um, yeah, now now it's actually become a thing, and I, and I love it. I do. I can't believe you just make those lyrics up off the top of your head. <laughs> sometimes I'll tell people like because I, I feel like I've exhausted every Disney song so I'll post it in my IG story I'll be like can you guys give me a song to do and I do that purposely because I've been accused uh by a couple of people oh you write those before you get there and I'm like no they really come in the moment and so um I ask people all the time give me give me a uh, give me a give me a song give me a, a movie give me something and so I did one live with um, Rapunzel, and at last I see the light. You know that song? Yeah. Uh, and it was, and at last I found my car after walking a thousand miles. And at last I found my car. Why the hell did I park so far? You know, so... It, it, <laughs> it became this thing because I mean, let's be honest, we can all really identify where we go to Disney or we go somewhere and we park in these huge parking spaces and we don't know where we parked and our feet hurt and we tie it and we're ready to go home. And it feels like it's never ending. And so I pretty much just took that and, and built these little soundtracks off of it. And I really enjoy it. I feel like it pushes me as a writer, you know, it pushes me to kind of sharpen my skills and, and, and challenges me. So I look forward to it. Like I'm going to Disneyland on Friday and I'm already like, okay, I don't know what I'm going to do, but I'm going to put it out there again. So, you know, if anybody got suggestions, let me know. We're going to make it work. Yes. I love it. Can I think of a song? <laughs> I don't know. I feel like. Yes. yes. <laughs> I'm, I'm running well, low. Have you done Powerline yet? Have you done Powerline? I did do Powerline. I did Powerline when we went to 90s night. Okay. Because it was like all 90s. So yeah, I did Powerline. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so let's see. And I'm sure you've done Lion King. Those are my favorites. 
Yes. That you know, Lion King is my favorite one that I've done, and I recently just reposted it because I did the Circle of Life, and oh, yes. the- I remember watching that. <laughs> when I'm really like, till we find our place, the wind knocks my hat off, blows my popcorn, and it looks like it was done on purpose. I was like, well, thank you, Jesus, for the production. I did. It just didn't <laughs> add to the, to the video. So if there's one to watch, it would be the uh, that one. It would be the Circle of Life one. That one is my favorite one. Yeah. Uh, I can't think of any. It's okay. Yeah. Think about it for a minute and then let me know because all right. I'm, I feel like I've done all the major movies. Yeah. And I just don't do. Okay. If any of you guys out there and definitely DM me and I will send it to RJ and we'll have him perform it and I'll share it on Apples and Pixie Dust. <laughs> yes. And you know what? I can even I can even do it live to show you. Yes, that would be live. perfect. <laughs> that would be great. Awesome. So I'm assuming this is your one of your favorite videos to shoot. Is there any others? that you like to do on your vlog? Um, so I am a foodie, F-O-O-D-I-E-Y. <laughs> <laughs> I am a foodie. I love to do food reviews. And Disney has just upped their game on a lot of their restaurants, especially out there in, in Epcot. We finally starting to get some cool experiences out here um, on the West Coast, but you know, the East Coast, whenever I go to Disney World, I have got to get the Disney dining plan plan because I want to dine in the best of the best of the Disney restaurants and feel like I am Prince Ali Alababwa and people are serving me. <laughs> so I, I, I love to do food blogs. I love to um, you know, it's interesting when you go through something like cancer, your whole mindset changes. You know, you just want to do everything, try everything. It's like being born all over again. and Everything is new. And the things that you once didn't see, now you see them again. And so I, I, I love to taste things and try things. I mean, since since being diagnosed, I've eaten some weird things. I've had snails. I've had raw octopus where the little tentacles move. I mean, I've, I've, I've done all that stuff. I haven't really vlogged about that, though, because, you know, it, it wasn't pretty, the end result of the octopus. But, um, yeah, I, to answer your question, I love to do food vlogs. My mom is a, a caterer, and I hope one day to have a, a couple of food trucks or a restaurant. You know, I'm trying to be like Candy from The Real Housewives. I'm trying to have businesses. Okay. You know what I mean? <laughs> I'm telling Ursula. I'm telling. Well, you say you tell her. <laughs> oh. <laughs> no, that's my, that's, that, that's my sister. You can't tell Ursula. You know exactly. I did Exactly. I can't believe you. <laughs> <laughs> I did that. I love, I love me some Ursula, man. I, I love her. I did that, um, a Mercilla Bound in one of my vlogs when I went to Mickey's Halloween party where my uh, my boy Lawrence, big shout out to Lawrence. He hooked me up. I was in that makeup chair for two hours Ooh. and he completely transformed me into the male version of Ursula. It was really fun. Yes, and I loved it. It was so nice. I mean, not even nice. It was amazing. I'm gonna 
<laughs> how to describe it. But yeah, he yeah. did. He did a really great job. So I, I may have to sit in his chair one day. When well, I let me tell you, a Luke. <laughs> he will get you together. Okay. All the way together. Yeah. He's great. <laughs> no, seriously, check him out. He um he's done he he he's done so many different looks. He's done uh Tinkerbell, he's done um because he also had his alter ego is Lily, the lovely Lily Rose, and he um has um you know done some things for a lot of different people, makeup artists, celebrities. I know that he works with Sephora and um even has auditioned to be a contestant on uh, RuPaul's Drag Race. So we were sending him good vibe because I would love to see him soar, but um, he is incredibly talented. And uh, I think you probably will be able to get to meet him when he comes, when you come out here. My world's attorney now. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm oh like, my gosh. I need a look for yeah. this year. Yeah. And I already have an idea. I'm about to blow y'all socks off with my uh, Halloween costume this year just get ready okay i stay ready so let's do it (laughs) (laughs) So i can't wait to get a food tour from you when i come to california Uh, i love watching your vlogs where you go into the treat shops (laughs) and now i understand why having treats are so much more special to you um, being that you couldn't have sugar before, I, I, I cannot wait for us to sit down, treat together. We are so- going to eat, June. We are going to eat, and then we're going to go to the gym the next day. <laughs> <laughs> I'm ready. I'm ready. Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's do it. So. <laughs> Uh, what would you say is uh, your favorite Disney moment or memory? Oh, my gosh. Um, I've had so many incredible moments and experiences at Disney. Um, being that I am a cancer survivor, Um, Something that I love to do when I go to the parks is I have a cancer survivor pin. You know that I'm celebrating pins? I get those and I write cancer survivor on them. And the reason that I do that is because um, when I got better and I was able to go back to Disneyland and I got my pin and I put cancer survivor on it. I remember I was in Walt Disney World. We were celebrating and this woman came up to me and she had her little daughter with her and her daughter um, didn't have any hair and her mom you know, looked at my button and she ran over and she said, see, see, that's going to be you. That's going to be you. And she was like, and the little girl just kind of looked at me and I, I saw that look, that look that she gave me was the same look that I had. And I just asked the mom, I was like, do, do you know what type of cancer it is or what stage she's at? She was like, she's at stage four and it's leukemia. She was like, but, you know, we brought her here. We're, we're here with Make-A-Wish. And she's like, we, I'm, I'm not giving up. I'm just not. Everybody else is telling me, you know, that it's not going to work out, but I'm not giving up. And so I took my pen off 
and I put it on the little girl. And I said, from now on, you wear this pin. I said, this is your armor. I said, you know how, you know, the princess have shields. I said, Mulan has a shield. I said, this is your shield. I said, whenever you go in and you got to get medicine, I said, put this on. I said, this is your superpower and it's going to make you better. It's going to make you better. Boy, if me and the mom weren't just hugging and crying together and she was just like, oh, my gosh, she was like, thank you so much. She's like, you know, that's just a little bit that I needed because as hard as cancer is, is on the person. It's hard on the family, too. You know, when you got to watch somebody slowly deteriorate, you know, that takes a toll on you. And so um Come to find out a year later, she got in contact with me and she said that her daughter is doing well, that her cell count was up. You know, they haven't completely said that she was cancer free, but she made a complete 360 um, just on how she was feeling. Her hair was starting to grow back. And I was like, oh, my gosh, I've I've. I've got to do this. This is something that I got to do. So every time I come in the parks now, I, I get my little, you know, my, my cancer free pen. And I'm telling you, you will be surprised how many people I've given it, given to who are there because either they feel like it's going to be their last trip or they just leave chemo or they're trying to be hopeful. And so it's become like a, a tradition for me. Wow, that's oh my god, dude! I can't. <laughs> it's too much. All the feels you've been giving me this this whole hour, like, wow, that is so beautiful. That's one thing about Disney. It's you know those kind of trips are the trips that are, are what make Disney so special. That those yeah. are the memories that people can have, and and I'm so happy that this child is doing better. Yeah, just remember Emily on your prayers. Yes, definitely. And it's it's beautiful that the family could have that moment. And yeah. it it was even elevated to a whole nother level having that experience with you and taking it home. And now there she's on the mend, she's getting better. And I'm sure she will never forget that day in the part. <laughs> It just, it, you know, it, I, I consider myself an unofficial cast member, you know, mm-hmm. what, what are the cast members job? The cast members job is to create an experience and to bring joy to people, um, you know, that, that they'll have forever. And so since I've had so much joy at the parks at Disneyland, when I go there, I feel like I, it's weird, but I feel like I have a responsibility to cheer somebody else's day up so oftentimes I'll do things on my channel where I do cast member appreciations and I'll give shout outs to cast members or you know I'll buy the person behind me in line a dole whip you know I'll just I'll say what are you getting oh I'm gonna go I got it it's on me you know that type of situation because you know I, I I'm like I told you my, my my whole model in life right now is 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 to just be joy and be happiness and give love and give light and we see that every time we go into the Disney parks so um sorry not to not to derail but that probably is my most special moment that I had at Disney that that was kind of life changing for me oh oh and I went to club 33 to celebrate yeah 
anniversary. <laughs> that was incredible too. They didn't have Mickey Mouse came out. The whole staff and crew came out and they gave me some Club 33 ears and a card where they all signed in and they all applauded me. I I broke down. I was a mess. I I I was just crying and slobbering. And it was on Dapper Day too. <laughs> it was on Dapper Day. So my I, you know, I had to go back in the bathroom and fix myself up. But Club 33 is everything everybody says it is and more. So that was an incredible moment. That 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 was an awesome day. And I met, I got to meet my my friends. I met Erica. I met um who was it? I mean, Evelyn, Dominique. Um, and not Tim, <laughs> you know, you can't call him Tim. <laughs> Eddie, yeah, he'll cut you. He's going to crack when he hears that. I met Tim. No, I'm kidding. I met Eddie. So that, that was an all around good day. So good day. Wow. That's so beautiful. That That's like yeah. a day you'll never forget. Definitely. Oh, definitely a core oh, memory. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Wow. So we're going to wrap up soon. This has been, oh my God, such an empowering, enriching conversation. I mean, I, thank you for sharing your stories with us. And I mean, I just, I don't thank know you. what to say. I've I mean. just been overwhelmed <laughs> by hearing hearing your whole life story and to the fact that you're still so positive, the fact that you're still so happy and you're you're here and you want to spread positivity to others is just amazing. And it's a testament to your strength and how amazing you are. And oh, just thank you so much for that period. Like to, I'm like really crying over here. Like you're about <laughs> to have me cleared up. <clears throat> no, I, I I I appreciate the platform. I appreciate you. I, like I said, um, if I could, if I could say, and let me tell you, you know, I'm a real listener to your, your, um, your, uh, podcast, because I know, uh, the next question you're going to ask me. Yeah. (laughs) What I want people to know about me that, uh, what people want to know about me is that I believe that it is my purpose to help others realize their purpose by encouragement, by giving them love, joy, and a smile. I always say, if you start your day with a smile, you will end with a smile because no matter what comes your way, no matter what issues you deal with, if you really think about life and think about Think real hard. You can think of something good and you'll fly. Like Peter Pan says, think of a wonderful thought. Any any happy little thought. And I'm telling you, it'll send your mouth soaring and it'll turn into a smile. Yes, that's beautiful. Mindset is everything. Everything. Like literally, it's so true. (laughs) And I'm learning that, you know. In my my old age, I'm learning that too. It's all about your mindset. <laughs> hey, so. wait a minute. We just same age. We are not old. Put that <laughs> We're seasoned. We're a little seasoned. I got my first gray hair, so now I'm like living in my truth. <laughs> <laughs> right? right? But it's good. We we are so blessed to get older. We are so blessed. Yes. Every day is a gift. That's for day. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
So thank you again so much, RJ. It's been beautiful. Yeah. I loved it. I laughed. I cried. I clutched my pearls. I got chills. It's, oh my gosh. Thank you so much. Thank, thank you. Thank you again for the invitation. Thank you for all you do. I cannot wait till we link up in person. I'm just going to run and give my sister a big hug and we just going to yeah. have a time about that. It's going to be beautiful. And if people want to find you and hear more of your parking lot musicals and learn more about your story, where can they find you? You can find me at, on IG, The Adventurous RJs. Well, it's the underscore adventurous underscore R-J-A-Y. And Instagram, you can look me up at The Adventurous RJ or This Is How We Disney. And um, yeah, you, you can find me there. And if you want to, if you're interested and you want to hear some um, gospel music, <laughs> you, <laughs> you can find me under Judah Praise, available on all digital platforms. And I'm just going to keep plugging away here. If you want to make your Christmas holiday season merry, you can find me on a collaboration I did with Mr. Cheesy Pap. There is no more festive place to be. Y'all know Christmas is coming up. And if you're looking for a Disney bop, Google that song. Available yeah. on all media platforms. Awesome. And one more thing I wanted to say before we get off here. I'm excited to announce most of you who follow me, some of you don't. I am going to be releasing a full Disney-inspired album of what it's like to be at Disney parks starting the end of this year. I am so excited, and I cannot wait for you guys to go on this journey through me. This is going to be the soundtrack that you have been waiting for, the expression that you feel when you're walking down Main Street or waiting in line or eating a dough Whip. That is coming soon. And I'm going to drop it like lemonade with a music video for every song. I can't wait for you guys to see that. Okay, then. Okay, y'all heard it here first. Exclusive. <laughs> oh, let me find out. I'm dropping exclusive now. What? <laughs> does got the exclusive. Yes, you, you know heard what? it here. If you want, June, maybe a treat just for y'all listening today. I will give you a snippet of one of my club bangers close it out and you can play for the people you yeah. can play for it if you won't just a snippet i'll let that be your decision. that that would be perfect i love that love that okay <laughs> <laughs> well thank you thank you thank you again rj i can't say this enough this has been an incredible story to hear i'm so happy that you are with us and I'm so happy that you were able to tell us your story so many people and I cannot wait to see you uh, <laughs> I'm gonna be like my sister you know how um on um what's that movie um well what's that movie with Whoopi Gover that I can't oh the color yeah purple. color purple you and I will never <laughs> <laughs> Yes, it's going to be everything. So I cannot wait for that. Um, yes. but thank you again. And until I see you in the park. <laughs> see you real soon. 
you've just heard my conversation with RJ. <laughs> I know, I know. If you're dealing with something right now, whether it's an obstacle, a setback, or something that's just stressing you out, remember to try to stay positive because your breakthrough is coming. Your mindset is truly everything. And if RJ isn't a testament to that, I don't know what is. I'm so grateful that RJ is still with us, blessing lives and being that positive influence. And be sure to check out his stories to get a dose of his daily positivity. The POC owned small business for this episode is The Fashion Junkie. It is an Etsy shop that is owned by Ashley Shorter Klaus that specializes in blinged out Disney inspired merch and more. Check out her stuff at etsy.com slash shop slash the fashion junkie. And like I said earlier in this episode, the D23 Expo is just a few days away. So if you'll be in the Anaheim area, be sure to come through to the first official meetup. It's not like you have reservations to go to anything else that afternoon anyway. So come through y'all. The D23 meetup will be this Friday, August 23rd at 6 p.m. at the House of Blues in Anaheim. I know that y'all will definitely need to fuel up and amp yourselves up in preparation for the camping out and the queuing up on Saturday. If you are planning to go, head over to my website, afrosandpixiedust.com events and RSVP so I know that you're coming so I can make sure I have enough swag for everybody. And as always, if you've enjoyed what you've heard, please be sure to rate, review, subscribe, and share this podcast with all of your friends. And also be sure to join the Afros and Pixie Dust Facebook group so we can chat more about Disney miracles. So until next time, never stop deep conditioning or pursuing your happiness. And now, ladies and gentlemen, presenting the premiere of Close It Out by the incredible, miraculous, spectacular, adventurous R.J. Taylor. Y'all ready? To have so much fun We've just begun Gonna keep dancing till we're done It's nothing short of amazing Yes, there is no doubt Let's scream and shout Tonight we're gonna close it out Tonight, tonight Let's have some fun This is how we Disney This is how we Disney So grab your ears Come on and join the fun Tonight we're gonna close it out
we're gonna close it out It's your boy RJ and it's plain to see Can't know whether Disney vlog can do it quite like me I can act, I can write, I can dance, I can sing And I'm besties with a mouse and a dumb snow queen Spending each day just living the dream If this the magic kingdom, they cannot be as king Who needs a glass slipper cause I got a ring Don't wake me up, it's charming cause I'm living the dream So let's live it up, let's have some fun The cherries are fresh and the night is young Let's get on Space Mountain, scream and shout Throw your hands up if you wanna close it up Close it out.